Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Dudes Being Guys. This is your two hosts, as always, Dylan and Reed. The one show where people make promises about scheduling recordings, but don't really follow through it all the way. Yeah. Like a YouTube channel. Yeah. Because uh, we promised it'd be like once every week or once every bi week. No, it's like once a month. <laughs> so we are. Um, we're going to take care of it sooner or later. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. But yeah, we're that we're that small YouTube channel that you actually really enjoy every upload because you can tell they put a lot of work and effort into it. <laughs> so, so, hey, just just think of it this way: it's been like a month since our last episode. Uh, you get a month's worth of content in one hour, hour and a half package. What more could you want? Funny you say that. Aren't you? Aren't you guys always upset whenever? You know, your favorite YouTuber uploads a video, but it's only like 11 minutes long, and you really want like a 15-minute one? Yo, that's us. We're that 15-minute video. Except three times longer than that, but it's not important. We're the thing you desire and need, not want. Um, so this, this thing that I'm about to bring up, it's not so much a thing that's happened like during that month span, it's kind of just happened and just continues to happen all the time. So in my apartment, I have a dishwasher. You know, no big deal. Everyone has one. <laughs> Where is this going? Every time I load the dishwasher, and it's only happened a couple of times where like, I actually get it right, I will load it and I'll go to start it. And like you can kind of hear the, like, the water running just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it'll go, it'll go, it'll go. And then um, I'll see something on the stovetop or on the counter or something like that. I'm like, oh, I need to add that. I'll stop it. I'll throw it in. And then I'll restart it. And then sometimes that might happen another one or two times. Yo, so I already know what your problem is. You just need to <laughs> you just need to load it up to max capacity and just just let it. Well, see, I'm, I'm pretty out. good about, but always hand wash like at least one bowl, one plate, and like a pair of silverware, so you can always have that on hand. That's what I do. Well, see, I just kind of I'm pretty good about running it every night, or at the very least, every night like in, like in the morning. Well, I don't my my water's a flat bill, flat rate. So. Oh, okay. I was about to say, dang, every night. Fuck, I I run ours here, up here, once every four days. Yeah. I just load that thing up, except for my pots and pans, which I hand wash. Yeah. I mean, it might change, because your boy's moving apartments. <laughs> and I was going to actually stop by some of those today, and maybe visit a new one as well. Um, it's yeah. raining here, so I'm going to do nothing, but... It's not raining here yet. Keyword yet. Three o'clock. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of like the thing that just kind of popped up now. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm dumb. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can identify with that. We seem to, I guess, get listeners that are on the same intellectual level as us <laughs> that don't know how to use a dishwasher but um 
I keep forgetting to buy undershirts. Because I've been wearing a lot more. I have a problem that I I have a really dire problem uh, living up here in Richmond. What's your problem? There's like six Goodwills within five miles of me. That's not good. Because I'm in a very nice area. And very nice area Goodwills tend to have very nice clothing and uh, random knickknacks that I always love to buy that I will probably never use. <laughs> like uh, the other day, I sent you a picture. I got a pic- I got a book of my favorite video game. Uh, it's Tom Clancy Rainbow Six book. So I'm probably gonna try and read that over the summer. Uh, but I was able to get like two Under Armour shirts, uh, a Columbia like light jacket so i don't have to wear my big old 90s jacket all the time yeah and i got a pair of uh north face hiking boots all all of that for under 15 dollars and those are like retail things each i mean let's say the boots and the jacket each are like at least 30 40 dollars right those under armor shirts are you know 15 to 20 I am I'm not liking that I have all of these options with very wealthy goodwills around me. I mean uh, la, la, la. Sorry. Um I mean that it, I guess that can be a problem. It's a little bit on the better side of problems to have, but yeah, you know. I mean, the only reason why I go to Goodwill so much is because you get really nice clothes for like four dollars and i'm always still trying to find my patagonia shirt or jacket or vest that is the only thing i'm ever look oh sometimes i do go into the pots and pans section i look for a Le Creuset pot because i found one of them and i resold it for eighty dollars because Le Creuset is like a like a full complete kitchen set of Le Creuset pots and pans are like six hundred dollars so if you can find like a stock pot, uh, that's pushing almost a hundred bucks. Hmm. And a lot of times you can find, and you can always tell um, if they are one because they weigh like fucking five pounds. They're heavy as shit, and they're really colorful. Uh, but I always try to find like those things because uh, I can just resell it and make some money. Speaking of styling and colorful. Let let me tell you about a dude I saw at a Wawa. Ooh, Wawa's so, are Wawa's are great. It's a gas station that serves food. Higher end food than normal gas stations. True, because they make their food, and I think they're just about the same as the Sheets. Don't. Yeah, tell, they're, they're they're pretty, pretty much a Sheets. They're pretty much the same. Yeah. People, I mean, people hold. I mean, I would garlic. even I would even say a fucking racetrack is up there with a Wawa because some of them do have a nice little... Yes, some racetracks do have uh, kitchens. But uh, anyway, so I'm at the Wawa minding my own business and getting gas, doing stuff at Wawa that most people do. And I see a a guy, he's middle-aged, a little bit older than that type dude. Bro, this guy did not give a single fuck 
about his appearance, but in the best way possible. Hell yeah. My man had like an orange Hawaiian shirt on. All right. You know, okay. no I'm, about, I'm about Hawaiian shirts. And on top of his goddamn head was a neon green fedora. Ooh, <laughs> this man is, is out getting women left and right. I I legit had like just like kind of stop and just think about like exactly what I was saying, and I was like, oh, that's that is called the epitome of man. He was a he was a true man of culture. He's a true unit out there. <laughs> I I think after seeing a guy dressed like that, I think I understand now why I'm still single. I mean, if if you can if you can legitimately rock a neon green fedora, you with have an orange Hawaiian shirt. Forget even the orange Hawaiian shirt. Just a neon green fedora. If you have the confidence to rock that, you have the confidence to get any woman in the world to do anything you want, to to break the law and not even give a shit. That man is a man. That is how I hope to be when I retire. From <laughs> just just running around with a green fedora. Just, it's like, fuck you want. Just the, that sort of confidence and the just the I don't care what I'm wearing. I'm balling. I'm retired. I just don't, I don't go have to, to do so, shit. So I don't give a fuck. Man, that that guy is a true a true true man. He 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 really was. I just it was really not the well. It was a highlight of my day. No pun intended. But it it oh man, it's one of those things that I just. I won't forget for at least a couple of days from now, and maybe eventually I will. But for now, it's it's etched into my mind. Oh, oh! You want to know what's etched into my mind? What's etched into your mind? A fucking claw. What? A claw. What? Uh, so, I am a single person. Mm. I go on dating apps. You know, I'm on I'm I'm there on uh Bumble and Tinder. And Hinge. Hinge is cool cuz you got to answer questions, but I don't take my questions seriously. They're all about eating ass. <laughs> uh so this is a two-parter question. The first one, let's talk about what I told you and DJ. All right. The second one is uh is what happened recently. <laughs> so, first one. So, this is... A, I matched with a lady on Bumble back in, like, uh, March or April. Cool. Everything's fine. Uh, we hang out a couple times. Uh, but on my bio, the one of the questions was, like, what's... Like, a couple of the questions were, like, what's uh, what's a better date? Uh, which which t- which date do you prefer? And it gave you option one, option two. Option one, I said, me eating your ass. And option two, your ass being eaten by me. <laughs> so that there's that. And then another question was, uh, what would be your last meal? I said, that ass, baby. <laughs> so uh, 
I have completely forgotten about these because I made this account back in like February, so I'd forgotten what my bio was. Because once you usually once you set it, you never look at it again, except for right. maybe changing a picture. Right. So after like the third date with this chick, uh, go back to her place. Everything's fine. Everything's fun. And then she just stands up, bends over, pulls her pants down, and says, eat my ass. Now, (laughs) I was not prepared for that at all. (laughs) So what I said was, wow, great body, not going to do it. (laughs) And and she legitimately goes, but that's what your bio said, and I thought you wanted that. I said... Yes and no. Yes, because I don't know. Seems different. No, because I never thought anybody would really take me up on that, and I was scared shitless. (laughs) (laughs) That so that was weird. Oh man! So be careful, ladies and gentlemen, on what you actually put on your profile, because people actually might because it's 2019, and people are people are funny creatures. People are fucking gross. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second one happened the other day. I'm on Tinder. My bio's normal. I changed. Well, after that incident, I changed everything. I went back to just being like, uh, I won my sixth grade spelling bee, and I can uh, play Bohemian Rhapsody on kazoo. Let me woo you with a love ballad. Some right. stupid shit like that. Yeah, I'm trying to be funny. So I match with a girl on Tinder up here in Richmond, where I'm at for the summer. And everything's perfectly fine. We are hitting it off. Uh, we are, you know, talking, making jokes, all this good stuff. And then we exchange Snapchats. I'm like, cool. So there's there's no red flags whatsoever leading up to this moment. So you know, wherever you get a, uh, you exchange Snapchats, you usually send a selfie with a hey, you know, to kind of set the set the tone yeah no this didn't happen uh this this lady this this fine woman this fine lady-like person right uh very first thing that she sends me is a picture of her hand oh. and her hand has three fingers oh and the fingers that are gone is the pointer finger and the ring finger <laughs> <laughs> so imagine Imagine a rocker, but the other way around. Uh, yeah. And I was very... See, that's something that you just don't start off a Snapchat with. You don't start off with... with there was no hey. There was no caption with the picture of her, of her hand. It was mm-hmm. just a picture of her hand. So... But she could still flip people off. It's funny that but, you mentioned this because there's a kid that I've known since kindergarten and we went to school together, kindergarten through 12th grade and all that. And um, he, I'm sure he doesn't care because, well, he's talked about this pretty much his whole life. So when he was born, he had like his esophagus went into uh, his uh, lungs. So every time you eat food, you get down there. Uh, so they took some of his large intestine and reattached it. So then to, for him to throw up, someone has to physically pick him up, hold him upside down so he can throw up. 
because <laughs> his uh, throat doesn't do the peristalsis, I think, is the motion where it... Um, if you don't know what that is, fill up uh, like those big balloons that people used to make animals with. Fill it up partway to like where there's a little bubble, and then just kind of work the bubble to the other end. That's kind of what peristalsis is, if it's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, also, he had a, a weird thumb. It was like one of those... It's like type whatever where like it's kind of defective or whatever. Mm-hmm. So or they, like the tendons messed up. So like they they cut that off and then they just slide everything over. And it's on his right hand. So and I told him I was like, hey, straight up, his no his handshake is actually one of the more comfortable handshakes I've ever. <laughs> had. Like it it was like it was like a perfect fit it just oh it was and i always told him i was like every now and then hey can i shake your hand and just, just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it was maybe it was just missing hey can that, i shake uh, your hand hey can i shake your hand hey maybe maybe missing that extra uh that extra digit really just adds some sort of like to where Soft it's not padding. as clunky and bony or whatever and just dude it it felt nice and comfortable no, so so I end up asking the girl, and she's and I was like, well, so what what's going on there? She goes, oh, I got in an accident last week, and uh, she said uh, that her fingers were down to the big knuckle uh, digit, like the middle digit, like the middle knuckle. Yeah, finger. So it's you like got your knuckle. palm knuckle and then your tip knuckle. Now that big, that big middle one. That middle one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently she got it caught in something and it like ripped him out and she and like there's the option was either reattachment of no mobility or just completely sawing him off and she said just saw him off. Damn. <laughs> so I was just like, wow. What a fucking unit. <laughs> no shit. Making people fucking are di- big boy plays out here. Yeah. <laughs> Make my pee pee look small. <laughs> People I mean, are would, different up here like, in Richmond. I like to think I'm a tough guy, but damn, son, just, just it was either yeah, just take off. Yeah, she told me she's like, yeah, the doctor said either we can reattachment with limited to no mobility, or we can just saw them all off, ain't like amputate them. And she's like, I just there's take a, them off then. If I can't use them, then why have them? There's another guy I knew in high school. He was two years older than me, and again, this happened when he was young, so I don't think he really gives a shit. So, um, I think when he was young, uh, at his house, he had one of those, uh, bicycles, like ellipticals or whatever, but you know, like the bikes and at the front, it was the kind that where it had a fan blade. I know where this is going. <laughs> so, um, someone was on it and going, 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 going. And it was a, it's not like a plastic fan blade. It was a, it was a metal one. Yo, that and the so for some the reason, 70s guess, and 80s exercise equipment was, was something else. I guess part of the uh, cover or was off, or he could slip his finger in there or whatever. So anyway, he pokes his finger in there and just just sliced. <laughs> Yo, that had to be a sharp fucking blade for it to cut clean. Someone was fucking hauling ass too. It was either that or just perfectly cut between the joint and it just yeah, yeah either way this his 
It was like at right at the uh, that middle knuckle. Skin on like you might like scrape your skin, but it's pretty elastic and it it has some give to it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he had, he got it cut off at uh that middle knuckle, and he has like a little little nub. It's like a like a sheep dog, you know. <laughs> 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 It's <laughs> the little, the little wow. It kind of, kind of looks like that on his hand, but it's surrounded by other fingers. So, and then uh, it's surrounded by other fingers. It, it, so, it's just a little tree in a then, big forest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and lacrosse, he would take his glove and he would cut it, cut it off like at that section, and then just like seal it with like tape or whatever, or like sew it shut. That's what um Jason Pierre Paul would do with his gloves. Mm-hmm. His football gloves because he lost his in like a firecracker firework. Yeah, I think he lost two fingers. He would just take the gloves and he would just tape the flappy fingers that no fingers were in and just tape them to his other fingers. Like he would like he'd either tape them down to his palm or he'd just like strap them to his other fingers, like a stint. <laughs> hey, I do that would be. That'd be a horrible thing. I I just don't like. I do so much things with my hands. I don't know how I how I would react if I like lost a finger. Yeah, that would. I, I don't know. It would depend on the finger. If it was the if it was a pointer finger, I'd be fucked. If it was a pointer finger, you'd be or, stuck or doing a your pinky, weird or a pinky finger all the time. Yeah. Yeah, if it was like I feel, but I feel like my pinky finger would be the worst because I wouldn't have like a full grip on something. Like if well, you lost your first finger, you still have a pretty good grip. But if you, but if I lost my pinky, I couldn't have like a security to like put my hand underneath of something. Like if I'm drinking like out of like a mug or something, sometimes I put my pinky underneath of the mug so I stabilize it. I ain't gonna fucking have I my fingers aren't long enough to reach my ring finger underneath there to stabilize it. But uh if you lose your lose your middle finger and then you lose the ability to flick people off, I guess that's a a downside. Um You just have to flip then, you with your other fi- with your ring finger. If you lose your ring finger, your hand's permanently in the shocker type position. And if you if you lose your I think feel like if you lose your pinky finger, because I'm like an idiot, slowly like folding a finger, holding it against my desk right now. So like losing your pinky finger would look the weirdest. Oh yeah, like because, like just like, think about it. It's just like your it's like your hands just so off. It's like your it goes down the side of your ring finger, and then there's like a little flat mesa, and then like it like oh let's just resume going back to being a hand real quick. Yeah, because cause if you lost your first finger, it would look more like a cartoon, which we are more accustomed to see, because uh, I just feel like they'd be able to take out those like little bones right uh, at the top of your palm and be able to like kind of smush everything to make it look like a hand again. Whereas if you lose your pinky, you know, you're going to have, like you said, a big-ass plateau on that right side. Or unless if you lose your pinky and like they sort of like almost shave it or whatever to like where it's got that weird little nub no no, no just no, take no, it completely no, no. out to where uh like it kind of matches the same kind of curve 
but like it just follows your ring finger down to where like you just have a slightly more narrow hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about that right now. Yo, that's so just, lucky. Just look at your hand, and then your like the that outside weird... of your palm just becomes just is just not there. Yo, I don't like that. See, I'd rather see in that case. I would rather lose my first finger because at least then it, your hand's still the same width essentially but yeah, if you lost your just... pinky finger yo, your hands dude you could fit your hand down so many tight spaces now <laughs> but uh you could you could finally grab all the stuff that's in between the driver's seat and that center console yo you could finally get the bottom pringle <laughs> you know you could just tilt the can open and have it slide down and no nah, i gotta nostril, stick my right? whole fucking arm down there man you mean you didn't take the can? You didn't basically just drink out of it and let all the dust slide into your nostrils so then you have chunks of Pringles stuck in your nose for a little bit? Yo, I ain't trying to get high off of uh, pizza. <laughs> you pizza. clearly did not have a childhood, my friend. I was never really a fan of Pringles. Yeah, they were only really the original ones. Oh, the pizza ones. Nah, ones. not even. like I guess now because I like wacky flavors. Uh, it's like all like their Fiesta Lime ones and like their crazy shit. Their hot, their jalapeno ones are pretty good, but they're not spicy enough. Quick uh, review on since it's new and all that the fiery, the flaming nacho cheese Doritos. It tastes just like nacho cheese, and if you eat a lot of them, then you can kind of feel it be a little spicy. But so, would you say then that the buffalo wing, uh, like extreme Doritos that we would always get, are better? Uh, I haven't had those recent enough to really compare them. But my next bag I'm having is I found these uh, Ruffles Buffalo Wing flavored chips. Oh, um, so one thing that uh, if you really want to try really just exotic chip flavors, but you want to you know keep it cheap, save a lot. Um, their chip brand um, it's called like J Higgs. They have like 15 different flavors. Like I got. Um, Cool Ranch Buffalo Wings flavored ones. They literally taste like a ranch dipped buffalo wing. Uh, oh. Then they also have uh, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. That's weird. It, it, it was 99 cents. I got it anyway. Um, didn't like it. And then they have obviously like the ruffles, like loaded potato skins, and they have like barbecue. But the Cool Ranch Buffalo Wings are fire. I think for a family size bag, it's like a dollar eighty, and for a normal bag, like a lace size bag, it's like ninety nine cents. So if you really want exotic chip flavors, go to your local Save a Lot. Hmm. Also, that's where I get all of my meat because they cut it in house, and it's usually in the poorer side of town. Save a Lots are so the meat is always cheaper. Therefore, you always get a shit ton of meat for super cheap. Like they had packs of they had three pack uh, T bone steaks, which equaled like t- like three point two pounds for fifteen bucks. You can't beat that. Go get yourself some T bone steaks at your local Save a Lot. Hmm. Plus they have canned sweet potatoes. Yeah. Well, it's like normal, like you know. Uh, like diced potatoes you get in a can for like, like 
I I don't I don't those are I guess it's just one of those vegetable starches vegetables plant things that I've just never gotten in a can. Fair. Really, the only thing I would buy. I mean, we'd always get like the green giants, like the diced potatoes. But if you want, if you don't want to cook a a uh, sweet potato, you can get like the canned sweet potatoes. I put that in whenever I make uh, my either beef brisket or my Boston butts to give it like a nice, like earthy aroma. Yo, that shit's fire. I'm making a Boston butt right now. It's in the crock pot. It'll be done at 6.30. Nice. Oh, um... Shoot, there's one thing I was actually going to... Oh, so... One thing I kind of noticed since I've been... Not really consistently, but trying to do is work out. So I'm actually working out today and Sunday... One thing I find that I prefer to do, which doesn't make a whole lot of logistical sense, is I like to take a shower and all that, and then go work out, and then come back and take another shower. I mean, that's not a bad thing. So, like, I don't like going to the gym feeling... Dirty. Bad. Or dirty, yeah. yeah. And then like, after like I work yesterday. out, obviously, I'm a little sweaty. Yeah, well, no, like, I understand that. Like, yesterday, like, like, say you worked all day, uh, you're a little sweaty, uh, but you know you're going to go to the gym, but you're like, man, I'm going to just go to the gym and smell even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yesterday, I was ripping so much ass because I had my leftover chili. I was just ripping ass. I smelled like a fucking barnyard. And I went to the gym, and I was like, man, I, I, I feel bad. So... I understand. I do try to, if I do that though, I do wash my hair after uh, I go to the gym. I don't wash it before because I don't want to double wash my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, was just, it was just one of those things I was like, huh. Like, I understand why I'm doing this, but also at the same time, I'm confused. I mean, you, you, your water bill's a flat bill, so you don't have to worry about it. That is also true. Good old city water. Yeah. Or it can be like my parents who are on well don't ever have to pay a water bill. I just hope to God it rains. <laughs> if it doesn't rain, we ain't taking a shower, boys. Oh, um, so one thing I'll put in the Discord thing real quick. I see it. <laughs> and I will I, I will I agree. thought this was gonna be a more um like I was gonna be kind of like the oddball out, but I don't think so as much. No, because so some backstory about why I hold this opinion even stronger now. So I'm on YouTube. And I accidentally clicked on one of those dumbass, like when you, on your phone and all that, and it has like the for you, like has an ad video. It's it's like one of like the for you or like recommendations or whatever, but like it's an ad. 
Yo, I, a- uh, hold on, hold on. While we're on the ads, the the now double ad bullshit that you can't skip pisses me off. Oh, I can skip them on my phone. On my phone, on my computer, nothing. I have ad block on, and it still doesn't work. I get, I get, I get two six-second ads back to back all the time now. It's like just give me a fifteen-second ad that I can skip or watch all the way through. I'm not gonna watch two ads in a row. I hate it. That's a rant. So sorry you feel this way. It's stupid. Those twelve seconds of my life, I'm never getting back. <clears throat> What am I doing in those 12 seconds anyway? Probably playing with myself or just sitting here doing nothing. But, you know, at least one of those things is productive. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at a picture of a, a guy. And he, he's Asian and all that. And one picture, he has his eyes open and, like, the whole asian he's like, oh, are, you open? are your eyes open? And the second one, his eyes are legit closed. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, so I accidentally, because I was fiddle fucking with my phone and then i accidentally clicked on fiddle fucking that's a great you. word and uh this video was about uh let's just uh hold on yeah billy eilish i just want to make sure that i had the right name yeah billy it's billy eilish or billy illish i've heard it both ways anyway so um and she was explaining like how like why she she's like oh i just every time like i imagine something i just write it down and like that's just what i put into music videos and audio yada yada all her music videos are if you ever thought joji or filthy frank music videos were weird nah nah but like billy's are weirder um and all that stuff, and they were trying to explain, like, kind of, she's trying to come off as, like, how she's, like, really raw and, like, authentic, and uh, she's, like, what, everything in her music video is her, but, like, at the same time, I was, like, this is, like, literally, she hasn't said, like, a single thing all video. They're just talking about stuff that's not important or, like, it, and, like, it doesn't have any substance to it. Yeah. And um, funny enough, I I guess I ultimately don't care because I think it's fitting that her videos and her music match what she, what she was kind of talking about. Her music is trash. And it's absolutely, like, from a music standpoint, it is, like, depressing that it's kind of uh, at this level because there's not... It's kind of like how I felt with when Taylor Swift came out with Look What You Made Me Do. There's, there's like, no music to it. Yeah, it was just all just, I'm I'm me, listen to me. It, it It's like, and then... uh, Her music is, you said it very great in this, in our Discord. It says, she is the artist our culture deserves, not the one it needs. Right. And that is very true because she is extremely basic. Like if you think if you look at her music, she is just she is a soft spoken indie indie hip hop, indie pop, I Dude. guess you would call her that, who just follows trends of every other soft spoken singer. It's just I'm just gonna it's just word singing. It's just uh talk singing. It's not singing. It's just 
I have a nice tune to my voice whenever I talk in a certain manner or a certain rhythm. And um, it's just and and all of our songs are about depression and, yeah, that, and that's being another sad. Thing. And that's I mean, that's what and this is this is why that I said that she was the artist our culture deserves, not the one it needs. Because since Vine is dead, and the one that's replaced it is apparently TikTok. Some hey, early I've, TikTok I've, was shit. Late like nowadays TikTok is all right. It's it's all right, but at the same time, Vine and now TikTok, a lot of the punchlines in the popular ones were. Kill, like I'm gonna kill myself, depression, that sort of type thing. Yeah. And those those jokes can be funny at times, but at the same time, it's kind of like they're it's beating like, a dead horse beyond dead. Right. There's like that. Uh, like I want to turn him into into fertilizer type of beating. It's like something goes slightly wrong. Oh well, I guess I'm gonna go kill myself. Like I understand that's kind of the way teenage hormones sort of go it's like oh i spilt my bowl of cheerios well i'm gonna go fucking put a <laughs> bullet like, in my head looks like i'm gonna go kill myself um and yeah billy Eilish like kind of reflects that and how there's sort of like an empty emptiness in the i guess in the pop culture realm and there's nothing there's no like real value to anything like that and everything's lacking that so yeah Congratulations, we got the type of music that we deserve that reflects the Soviet Union where uh, there was nothing, there was just man and the accomplishments man can do and there's no God, there's nothing, there's only us and man and all that. Woo. I'll just reiterate, like, like all of her songs except for... um. Uh, bury a friend which i think is the only decent song just because of the beat to it uh like all of her songs other than that are extremely just monotone uh and just bland there's just nothing to it like most songs in like the second chorus or second verse uh has either a shift change in tempo or music style but still in the same you know realm you know like uh my favorite song right now is sedona by houndmouth the first minute and a half is very just plucking the plucking a guitar and playing a piano the second half ramps up and it's a lot louder and more boastful right and, and all and of her all of her music is literally just I start out like this, and I end like this, and then I want to die. So, like, kind of just looked it up, the barrier friend, just to kind of see which one it was. And it is the one that, of all of them, it is the the best one as far as a musical piece goes. And so, the oh, we got a fire truck. The like the course, like the ladder number what two. Do you want from me? Why don't you run for me and all that? The only reason that that's like somewhat appealing because there's a harmony on it yeah and then and there's some actual like shift change like tone changes in like the later half of the song but other, and, but and, even then it's very slight and um and then after that it goes back to her mostly 
um mumbling just saying shit um but no the other one that you mentioned um i looked it up last night and it was actually a really 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 cute was it again sedona by Houndmouth. Like that opening guitar rift, I don't know what it does, but the wind blowing in the background just sets me off. Like this is a really good song, and that's why. Like that's most of my folk playlist now. I've really rearranged it on Spotify right. to sound like that because I find like I don't consider it folk, but it's not country, but it's right. not banjo kazooie. No, it's a. Uh... It's like At a bluesy when I was pop. Listening through it last night, I had like a. It wasn't exactly the same type of thing, but like it kind of made me think of like Buddy Holly and stuff like that. And granted, I know it wasn't exactly the. Uh, the uh, yeah, I can see Buddy Holly. And that. It, I I understand like it wasn't a, the same type of thing. Because if you've ever listened to, like, Every Day. But, like, I don't know. It just had, like, that sort of genuineness to it um, where, like, the person that she, like, you get, at least they try to put more effort into it. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, all of their live editions I've seen of it on YouTube, they're all, like, literally smiling and, like, uh, the lead singer will go over to the drummer's microphone and sing the drummer's microphone. The yeah. bass player will come over and, and play on like the pianist's uh, mic- microphone. Everybody's just like sharing everything and just having a good time. And I, I think I think that's kind of a key mark in like sort of how you can tell the genuineness of or like the quality of the music. Yeah, typically, because if it's just a giant stage and the person standing up there at the microphone, basically doing like a karaoke for all intents and purposes version of a song. I mean, that is most I will I will most hip hop and rap. I will I will go as far to say that unless it is like a tour promoting an album, uh, artists that play at festivals take it so relaxed like a karaoke like you said that it's almost not even fun to watch and then you'll have like if there's like more actual live production of the music that's going on on the stage then it's it's more of like an actual artistic performance yeah that's why that's why like i've been to um sunset music festival there in tampa all of that type of performances were extremely bland because it just seems like I'm just here to get my paycheck and just sing. Whereas, like, when I went to Warp Tour last year, like, every 30-minute set was completely different. And a lot of the stuff they made up on the spot. Yeah. and uh, Given it's, it was Warp Tour's last tour, so they got to really, you know, send it off on a good note. But... If you're doing like a tour like that with a bunch of artists that only get like 30 minutes, most of the time they really put it all out there. Whereas if you're at a big festival like Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza or Sunset Music Festival, they just kind of just sing their songs and just go about their way. 
Right. And actually, funny enough that you mentioned that, um, there's a hip hop artist that's sort of becoming popular named Tom McDonald. And he actually has a song called Dear Rappers. And in that, he says, is like, uh, basically, one of the lines talks about how uh, the records are like digital now and they're like they're slightly more expensive than they used to be because they know how songs used to be like a dollar or whatever on iTunes. And so everything's slightly more expensive, but like there's even less within the song and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I've noticed like a lot of albums recently that I've like started to like go through to, you know, fill up my playlists on Spotify. They're all like, there's 12 songs on here. But it's only thirty minutes long. I was like, "What? What are you doing? What are these two and a half minute songs? Like, give me an album of twelve of ten songs that's like forty five minutes long." And for me, it's not so much of a uh, time constraint type thing. It's more like there's not a whole lot of musicalness in it. Yes, that is a technical term that we're using now. Um, there's not a whole lot of complexness of like music theory or anything like that within it. And it's all, if anything, it's just rhythm. And so, yeah, um, See what I'm, what I meant by the time thing is like, uh, if it's like a quick album, but there's a lot of songs, I feel like it's rushed and it's not the quality that it should be whereas if you get like 10 songs and it's pushing an hour i mean that's 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 really taking it too far but yeah uh, Yeah. anything you know if it's like 10 songs in 40 minutes you know it's an average of four minutes a song right like i just feel like there's just a higher quality because right just more time that's what i meant by times that there's just a, a higher quality because there's more time like and yeah I, yeah yeah joji's album ballads one is probably the only album that i can listen front to back like listen to all of them and love every single song yeah uh it's a little short it's like 32 minutes long but i mean he spent like three years on it yeah and then um so sort of along that line like if it's a two minute song obviously there's only so much that you could put into it mm-hmm um, but I mean, you take the song "Attention," and it's, yeah, it's that's what I was going to point out. Two oh nine, two ten. That song, that so song that, that feels song's... like it's like three, four minutes long. It's yeah, and it's a slower. So it's a slower uh, time signature. Well, no, not time signature. That would be like three, four, and all that slower tempo. So that helps make it the illusion of it being longer, but also. If you look up like the words and all that, there's not a lot of like a repeat of the chorus. It's all the chorus is said twice, right? At and the so very just... beginning and at like the last thirty seconds. So that and so, so like the next minute and a half is just completely just on the spot. I need to make up stuff, right? Um. Which is also why slow dancing in the dark is great because he only said, "Shut up." Uh, this is why slow dancing in the dark I think is also the best song on the album because he only does his big chorus part twice, 
and yeah, it's a does. four minute and it's a four minute long song. Yeah, he uh... he does a really good job of really limiting rep- repetition. Right. So like it, at least here on Genius Lyrics, it has like chorus the the beginning part, but like that's not so much of a chorus. It's kind of like a little. It's just an it, intro. That's actually almost like. It's almost like a thesis statement, almost. If I, I'm kind of remembering how the song goes and all that. So, and then it has I like could the see that chorus, chorus, uh, a verse, and a pre chorus, chorus. So, I mean, for a two minute song, it being like that, it it's not terrible. But I remember um, at least a lot of songs would have verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, and then like end on the chorus, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of older songs were. They would end on the chorus, right? And I think because hip hop and everything has become so popular, and now a lot of stuff try to have a hip hop influence in the song, that because in rap and hip hop the the real catchy part is called the hook, and so if you have a good hook, then people remember the song a little more. They'll and like it, if it like really slaps like an alcoholic bother with a lifetime supply of Jack Daniels, then <laughs> it uh it will help get like have people listen to a song over and over and people really won't care as much about the verse. So what hip hop has done is that they'll have like a little verse about how much like weed they got or drugs or women, money, cars and all that shit. But then um They'll they'll repeat that hook so many times throughout the song, and the that... hook typically where like that iconic beat of the song is too. Right, right. right. So whereas um, like whereas in like a verse, it's more of just like the music's lower, but my voice is higher. Whereas the hook, it's like nah, we're gonna flip that around. Right. So um, funny enough. Um, so this is kind of a meme song at this point, but it's actually not too bad of an example. Um, the you was at the club song. So everyone knows the chorus, like and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the verses are actually hella long. Like if you just like look them up, and see it all written out, like, yeah. um, like it's actually kind of long, and it's actually, it people always joke like, the guy went into a coma in like, two thousand nine, woke up in twenty nineteen, said, oh, but I got to drop a song because mm-hmm. it's like a two thousand nine pop song, and I mean I I kind of agree with that a little bit, but at the, at the same time, the important part is that no one really knows so much or really cares so much about the verse, even though, like, there's a lot to it and actually kind of enjoy. Um, like, I, I honestly, like, kind of enjoy this, the whole song, not just the chorus, even uh the chorus is catchy. See, that's... But, see, this, this sort of... This sort of structure of a song is really hard to find 
because it'll be, and also, um, I got one more point, one more thing that kind of grabbed with popular music these days um, after this. So um, one thing uh, about it that uh, it's kind of easy to tell if a song's kind of bad or not is if like there's a rock cover of it and like the like the rock cover is good and all that. Like for me, that's kind of how I can tell the quality, at least as far as the lyrics of a song. Now the other yeah, if it, issue if it I have can, with if it can translate to other genres, right? And uh, Scott Bradley's postmodern juice box kind of helps show that a little bit as well, and uh, that kind of leads me to my final issue with it is that there's not a whole lot of variety of rhyme schemes anymore. It's all A A B B C C D D E F F G G and all that stuff. Versus. Um, you had like the sonnet structure where it's 14 lines, a certain type of rhythm, A, B, E, A, B, C, D, C, D, E, F, E, F, G, G. And, uh, there's, you could also do A, A, B, A, you could do A, B, A, A, and, or, um, A, B, A, C, and then B, D, no, like, you know, you could, you could change up the structure of the rhyme scheme to where it's not the uh, rhyme right after that, which I think is actually kind of sad because it doesn't, because uh, it kind of takes away from a lot of potential for actual artistic and poetic type stuff for music. And then back to Billie Eilish, I think it's what, uh, bad guy? Uh, where, let's see, one, two, three, four, <laughs> bless you, um, I think it might be the chorus, I'm not sure, like where it's talking about like, uh, I'm the bad guy and all that, so the first four lines of that section all end in guy, cool, um, and I understand it's tough, rough enough, puffed. And then guy. Okay, that's pretty lazy. So at least you can sort of ignore the second to last words trying to rhyme. And you just all have guy. And then type, type, type. And then type, type, tight, type. So there's the A, uh, A, B, A type thing. But... It, the is, is but, the bridge is the bridge whenever she goes, um, where her voice changes and she's like higher pitch. She goes, and I can't say no, and I can't say no. Uh, it's like my legs are shaking, my and my head hangs low, and I can't say no. I can't say no. Uh, yeah, it's like in the hat later half. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Because that's the part that I like when you get mad. Up. I guess I'm pretty glad when you're alone. You say you're scared of me. I mean, I don't see what he, what she sees. Maybe it's because I'm wearing your cologne. So that's A B C C B. All right, that's a little more inventive, but at the same time, it's really just a bunch of empty nothingness. Um. So, and I mean, I'm basing a lot of the popular culture on meme compilation videos and like TikTok 
compilation videos. And there's a reason behind it is because that is what, at least as far, because I care more a little bit about um, like the younger generations because that's kind of indicative of where everything's going to go, possibly. And so don't look too good, Chief. Don't look too good. So. Uh, yeah, it is the bridge that the debt I owe. Gotta sell my soul because I can't say no. Can't say no. That's the part that sold me, just because it's actually a different, like, part of the song. Yeah. And that's why, like, going back on the hip hop thing of how like everybody's on the same trends or everybody like sounds the same. Uh, that's why. I still, even though he's kind of fallen from grace, not fallen from grace, but just fallen out of the limelight since uh, the heist, but um, Macklemore, like all of his songs, there's like hardly any repetition. He And all of his, like most of his albums don't sound similar. Like you take... Drake's album with um, him sitting on the the CN Tower, all those songs have the have a relatively same type of rhythm and beat. Whereas you look at like a Macklemore album, uh, two completely different artists, given yes, but it's still in the same genre. Um, they don't like not one like maybe like one or two songs sound similar but most of the time they're all extremely different which is why i've liked him so much and i still continue to like him because he's every song you don't know what you're gonna get whereas mm -hmm. if you look at like a kendrick lamar or a drake or a little uzi vert <laughs> yeah uh, they're so, all so. they're all just gonna sound the same essentially Either right. from song like either artist to artist are gonna sound the same or throughout that twelve song album there's gonna be a theme that makes all the songs sound the same or in the same general area. Yeah. I'm not no super big music expert like Reed over here. I didn't take the music theory class growing up, but I can tell yeah, whenever I mean, a song I can tell whenever a song slaps or not. Yeah, or if and, it, or if it's just a cliche, just I'm just I'm getting in on the trend and while it's popular. So I, I uh, just kind of stumbled upon an article from Rolling Stone with Gene Simmons saying, uh, "I'm looking forward to Death of Rap," and he says, at the sort of the beginning, he says, uh, "Song, as far as I'm concerned, is by definition lyric and melody, or just melody, and there's really not a whole lot of either, and a uh, slight slight rhyming." has been a terrible crux for musicians yeah like in like, the past rhyming like, to where you don't have the years. same ending of a word to rhyme with the same ending of another word to where it's like it sounds similar enough to rhyme sometimes you can get away with it but if that's how you rhyme on all of your songs and just it really takes away so it used to be a big thing in the early 2000s was uh, having a good rhyme scheme now it's just like eh, if it sounds close enough it'll work So, yeah, which is which is why like 
I spent like three hours yesterday making a new playlist because I keep adding to my old playlists on Spotify and then they get to like four hours long. I'm like, ah, I'll just make a new one. Like that's why it's so hard to like find like decent, not good, but decent music, like a B tier music, uh, even high C tier music. It's because everything just sounds so like so similar. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know the song, um, from the men who built America, that type of song. No. no. Uh, hold on, let me pull up my Spotify. It's like those like loud rock and roll or like modern rock and roll, but they all sound the same. So, um, my Spotify is coming up right now. Uh, no, don't look up men who built America. Um, look up, come on, Spotify. But, um, but no, that's actually why I enjoy Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox so much is because it takes pop songs that like, cause I should kind of explain to someone the other day. I was like, you know, for me, it's not so much that they're redoing pop songs. It's, I don't really care so much about the song itself. Um, it's more about the style that they're turning it into. So if you don't know, they take pop songs. Typically they're taking some classic rock songs and they'll put into like twenties uh, blue style, uh, a bunch of different jazz swing type things. And so with that, I appreciate so much because one, I, that's my favorite area arena of music. Ray Charles is my favorite artist of all time. And um, uh, like there's, there's a, there's a complexness of music within those. Like you'll have um, the, the drummer on doing a certain rhythm and that like matches up with this thing. And then like, they're all, they're all within the same key. So they all have the same notes that they play but they can all play different stuff at different times. And so you you have a matching and meeting of song, uh, music, everything like that. And um, it, it's, it's really something that's a little bit more like beautiful. And that's yeah, kind of why like, I like listening to that. And um, yeah. Okay, um, if you want to hear what I'm talking about, it's like modern, like alt rock. Uh, type in or uh, search uh, the songs called "New Blood" by Zade Wolf, uh, and you'll see exactly what I mean. It's like there's so many songs on the alternative rock platform now, which is my favorite type of music, because you can go all the way back to the roots of pop punk to indie rock and like alternative rocks like right in between. And like that song is what saturates uh, the alt rock market and I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, you you find this type of music on like any sort of like well, any really, side of history channel or discovery channel show that and then also really any dude perfect video they use this stuff because like it's yeah, got, it's just it's just it's got a fast big drums pace. it's got big drums big guitar and it sounds grungy or like gritty but it's it's not it's just it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you find like your dad watching on 
on the History Channel at four in the afternoon. And it's it's almost like trying to have the rhythm of like a blues song and the hard hitting of a heavy metal. Uh, yeah, the hard hittingness of a rock song and like really, it's really just a rock song with the rhythm of blues song. But and, and like I'm I like I love that type of music, but there's just so like on my playlist I had to remove them. There was like six songs that just sounded basically identical to each other and it's just like eh. it's like i can't find my like my little niche artists no more because everybody's just or like their niche songs unless i go to their albums from like five years ago because they all just want to sound the same yeah i mean and like, and like that like... type of song is like that type of song is like really making me not like alt rock anymore it's because it's just like i just i know what you're gonna try to sound like I mean, I that is one thing I sort of appreciate Spotify Discover Weekly for, and then also oh my Discover Weekly Pandora. Is, my Discover Weekly is fucked because I go to bed every night listening to Lo-Fi, so my Discover Weekly is just whole is just all Lo-Fi. I'm like, well, I'm never going to be able to get all of my my music back. Yeah, and um. So I always have to scroll down to the related artist underneath it to add this song to your playlist. I mean, Pandora was good for a while, but then every now and then you get in a rut where it plays kind of the same stuff over and over. But you um, ever realize that? I think it lasts a little bit because I think we should wrap this up somewhere soon. Yeah. No. So uh, yeah, let's uh, give us five more minutes. But just one more thing uh, on the Spotify thing. You ever like finish a playlist, but it goes to the autoplay of like related music, and it's always trash. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like like once you get done with your playlist and then you and like you don't automatic like you don't personally go in and change the playlist, it usually plays like the here's music playlist. related to it. Like the No, nah, that music radio. is yeah, that music is always so No, Spotify radio is garbage. Oh yeah, it is bad. Um but like I don't I don't follow any playlist made by Spotify except for my Discover Weekly or Release Radar. Yeah. Every playlist I follow is made by somebody else because they just have better taste than the computer. Yeah. And um sometimes you find a gem, but it's like finding a diamond in the middle of Kansas. It's like where where how the fuck do you find that? It's like finding a diamond in a septic tank. Yeah, it's hey, great and all, but somebody might have dropped a ring You're diamond. you're now in a septic tank. But anyway, um I was listening to the rock station here and they were playing like alternative pop type stuff on it. 90, 97X or? No, no, no. Well, it was 90, 98 rock. They were playing uh, a 20, they were playing a 21 pilot song, which they really don't come anywhere near the realm of rock. And the rock station will play bands like three days grace, like actual like rock yeah, type like modern like, rock. Like, like Three Days Grace, Bring It Benjamin, uh, Disturbed, that sort of stuff. Yeah, good music. And then, and then they'll play a Twilight and Pilot song, or I think maybe they even had a Panic of the Disco one. It was like one of Panic of the Disco's more... Pan- I could see Panic However, fitting like, in there a lot better. It was one better. of the more poppy-sounding songs. And I was just like, I don't get why this is here at all. But, yeah. 
like I like the uh, radio station I listen to here is called Jack FM. They play pretty much everything, which is which I like. I think radio stations should play like they should have like sections of the day. So like the morning hour is upbeat type of pop music. The middle of the day should be more like slower uh rockish type of music and then at the night at night you should have like i don't know like a country some or smooth indie. smooth jazz and classic soul so you can make love to your loved one or a hand yo that's some fucking music <laughs> but no like i think radio stations should do that more they should have like sections of the day for certain types of music but i know some people like we're we're 1035 freedom we only play country music and their country music's all just now this pop country and And it's all the new stuff and they don't play any old ones yeah it's like give me some con conway twitty or alabama but i just i think that's how radio station should be more it's just like we play everything but if you want to listen to your type of music or if they play a certain genre of music play like like the whole gambit not just the popular stuff. Yeah, like which is why, I, which is why I've kind of fallen out of favor for rock and roll stations because they play the same rock and roll bands, and that's it. They only play uh, Guns N' Roses. They only play Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Death Leopard. Like that's all they ever play. They don't play like the. They don't play like. Uh, Pearl Jam or Buck Cherry or uh, Scorpion or Quiet Riot. Nah, they only play like the big multi-platinum people. Uh, I mean, I still like because you don't really hear that music. You don't hear Rock Me Like a Hurricane that often. Yeah, I know. And that was like a... That's like a... That's a staple of rock and roll. (laughs) Like it's it's a pretty, pretty big song. Yeah. But... That's like that's my gripe with modern rock with rock and roll stations. They just play the same like fifty songs, and then that's it. They don't hit those we they don't hit those those one hit wonders that really you know that were in a mo- that were in like in a movie that were like I remember that movie because of that song, which is another topic we could get into for another episode. Is just movie soundtracks are just so trash nowadays. Well, movie scores are more where you can find actual, like, classical type music. Yeah, scores and stuff. But if you're looking for, like, a like a Star, um, Star Wars, they still use very classical set, mm-hmm. like, tone music, which is a good part of Star Wars. But you get, it's like the, like, like the new Rambo movie, the main song of the trailer, and I would assume of the movie, is Old Town Road. Why? Why? It's Rambo. It does. It does. The tone and how they pace the trailer does fit together well. But it's Rambo. Don't give me Old Town Road. Give me some fucking Megadeth or something. I'm out here trying to just kill everybody because I'm fucking Rambo. Don't give me Old Town Road. Well, um, I'm sure we'll be able to um, crank out another episode. 
soon. I think if we do it sort of since you have a more relaxed schedule. We'll I don't know if it's more relaxed. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be Monday through Friday with occasional Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we'll we'll try and find a niche in the schedule. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm going to be done by, you know, time your parents get home if you're a kid. Five o'clock, six o'clock. That's whenever I'll be available. But, read, you know, read schedules pretty pretty nice some some weeks some weeks it is so we we will try to be more be more productive and uh apparent but hopefully in a year you won't have to worry about that hopefully and hell there might be a third person because yesterday stuff went really well Alrighty. Well, I'm, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed uh, deformed fingers, interesting Bumble and Tinder dates, music, and how we don't like the modern music industry. Yeah, it's pretty garbage if you actually get down to listening to it. There are some gems hidden in there, but man, you really have to go find them. Alright, this has been Dylan Reed from Just Dudes Being Guys, signing off. Always stay classy and eat lots of assy. <laughs> <laughs> uh.